I'm Georgia. And I'm Augie. And this is Girls on Film. Today we're going to be discussing Trainspotting. A film directed by Danny Boyle. Came out in 1996. It's set in Edinburgh and it's about heroin. Yeah. So, I mean, the main sort of film is about these, Is it, I guess, like four main characters. Yeah, a group um, of boys. A group of boys um, who are dealing with addiction to drugs and sort of, I guess, the battle that comes with sort of an addiction mm-hmm. um and i think they face i mean it discusses such a serious topic which is drug addiction and yeah. how it does affect your life and they hint you know a lot of other serious topics such as one of the character um gets hiv develops aids and um ends up passing away sorry as a spoiler oh. <laughs> but um at the same time it's not that sad film it's actually quite comical in some ways there are so many funny moments yeah and they keep it really quite it's such a tough thing because they've kept it really light-hearted and easy to watch but also really difficult to watch like a lot of the battles which they go through yeah so yeah there are so many interesting characters as well and also so many this film made so many of the actors into stars really like they mm, most of them yeah. went on to have really good careers yeah i mean it's a really iconic film in its own right in that sense for not only making the actors famous but it's a quite you know a cult gathering too in terms of you know like the choose life became a massive t-shirt slogan for yeah. people to have and in terms of the song choice they chose really quite you know times of the era in that yeah. kind of sense like really kind of famous but cool punk rock kind of sounds yeah, and the soundtrack was actually so successful that they decided to release a second album that included songs that didn't make the cut for the original film and songs that were an inspiration for the filmmakers, which just shows how important it was to so many people. It's also still really relevant as a sound as a film and as a soundtrack. Um, in 2007, it was nominated as the seventh best motion picture sound- soundtrack in history um, by Vanity Fair, for example which is 11 years after it came out. Yeah. So should we actually now move on to the first song of choice yeah. in the film? So the first song is Iggy Pop's Lust for Life. And this is the really iconic introduction scene yeah. when we see them running down Prince's Street.
So that was Lost for Life by Iggy Pop, and it's the first song in the soundtrack. Um, and this song, I think, sets the tone for the film because is Iggy Pop wrote this song about his um, sort of experience of living with a heroin addiction, mm-hmm. which I guess sort of right from the start, it's a reference to how this film is about drugs and how it affects people's lives. Yeah, I like the irony of it being called Lost for Life when yeah. obviously living with an addiction like mm. that is kind of... You know, lost for death. <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult. It's a very fine line in that sense, isn't it? What um, they are actually like lusting for, because it's not. Yeah. Really... But um, it's also the songs that only time it's set. So what happens is they're running down Princess Street, and it's yeah. the only scene to actually be filmed in Edinburgh. Is oh. that sort of opening initial yeah. scene? Um, and I think from our perspective, it's quite exciting. Sort it's of really exciting. That. Yeah. It's uh, it also just the song is so upbeat. It kind of it manages to make a film about something as serious as heroin addiction, quite fast paced, and it yeah. still engrossing without it being incredibly depressing. Yeah. Um, the soundtrack is also seen as a seen as something that really cemented Britpop culture and music. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely what the film is well known for, is for using those types of, you know, bands. Like, that yeah. really, like, that British, like, 80s, 90s, mm-hmm. um, really, like, the iconic bands, like, Pulp and things like yeah. that. You know, really cementing them. And I guess really re- defining that this is, like, a British film. Like, it's a Scottish film. And, yeah. like, it's so different from... Even, you know, the Wes Anderson film we discussed last yeah. time, that which was so American in that sense. Mm-hmm. Something about this film is so Scottish. And I think uh-huh. it just shows that sort of edgy side to Scotland, which is helped by, you know, those type of bands playing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting seeing Edinburgh as well in this gritty light. Yeah. Because usually Edinburgh's seen as the posh end of Scotland. Yeah. And I think there was you could argue some controversy when the film actually came out mm-hmm. between those people who thought it was great that the true side of Edinburgh or, you know, Scotland was actually being shown that it isn't just sort of these pretty historic streets and that yeah. there are people who are living like this and particularly mm-hmm. also showing, I would say, like, you know, the working class population of Edinburgh, which I think often people don't, like, you do think of, like, the really fancy big mm. houses and things like that. And I think there was... Um, controversy about it sort of just showing 
unemployment, to an extent poverty, and drug addiction, which most people wouldn't know about. And even tourists, you know, watching the film, oh, yeah. I feel like wouldn't associate that as being Edinburgh. So I guess it was important yeah. in opening people's eyes and giving these people a voice in that sense. Yeah, there's even a scene in the film when it's the Edinburgh Film Festival and yeah. they mug an American. Yeah. Because he's naive. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, when I say give them a voice, there was also criticism that lots of people from um, Mirror House, where it was sort of set mm-hmm. actually felt that they were being stigmatized and sort of i guess put right. into a box that you know people from that sort of neighborhood from that sort of background drug addiction you know aids yeah. you know sort of being categorized in i think arguably a negative light and they also felt that um it was only who was the, oh gosh i've forgotten his name but um spud there was also i mean it says here gordon munro who was the leaf counselor um mm-hmm. since 2013 said that Lots of people felt Spud was the only person who looked like he came from Leith. So I guess also there was even controversy in that sense of, you know, who was being cast for such important and big topics. That's true. Hmm. They're quite good looking. And also one of them was literally married to Angelina Jolie as well. (laughs) Like that's not very representative of like (laughs) (laughs) the situation. Um, Yeah, I mean, I guess it also does forgetting about the sort of uh-huh. bad side yeah it, you do see edinburgh in quite a kind of cool light at the same time i feel like it could have had a bit of a more stuck up reputation before when it uh-huh. had things like the prime of miss jean brody and yeah even just feels like sunshine on leaf where it's all very kind <laughs> of like you know fun sunshine and rainbows this yeah. shows a bit you know very different light which i think is it's not maybe cool isn't the right word but in a way like it's so vastly different from the other films which have sort of been it's so different there Um, should we okay so the next song is deep blue day by brian anno and this was the scene you hated this is the worst yeah it's the worst toilet in (gasps) scotland I can you watch this okay (laughs) we'll discuss that after we play okay so that here it is okay
So that was Brian Erno. Um, Deep Blue Day. Yeah. Oh, did you say at the beginning? Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, this scene, I really couldn't deal with. It shows I, the reality, the unpretty side of heroin. It really did. It and really didn't hold back. Basically, go on. Heroin, as Renton tells us, makes you constipated, and then when you're not on heroin, the opposite happens. And you just see him basically entering this <laughs> pub, which you know it's all right, fine. He's looking for a bathroom. And then, he, the, I mean, they call it the worst toilet in Scotland. And I mean, they weren't joking. It was, <laughs> I will be honest, it was pretty ghastly. I I was so clenching watching it being like, oh my gosh. And he just goes to this, I mean, really filthy bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, lets it all out. Then yeah. drops. Well, His it's, drugs. Yeah, because he had taken suppositories. Or were they... Yeah, or was it, it was just heroin wrapped up and then <laughs> I don't know if he was just storing it there I don't know if it was like <laughs> but anyway um, but yeah and it does it them. sort of shows I guess the sort of the mindset of an addict yeah and it completely the desperation it. the desperation you know? the lengths that you'll go to as an addict yeah and it also then just sort of has this image of him sort of going into really, the toilet yeah. and floating just again Swimming. showing the sort of psychedelic effects I guess how yeah you've got the bodily physical effects you know like the mm-hmm. diarrhea then the constipation and then the actual mental things happening at the same time mm-hmm. like they're happening you know like in synergy with each other yeah both effects um such and, a cool yeah, scene though really where cool. he falls into the toilet and then you see him swimming yeah. to find his drugs and stuff. I mean, that song's called Deep Blue Day. It really does sound like an ocean. Like, it feels yeah. like a song that should be in a David Attenborough narrated <laughs> documentary, not yeah. a guy just searching for his heroin. Yeah. I guess it also shows that sort of potential at peace feeling mm-hmm. of an addict when you do have that sort of like you know security and then you're sort of well, just sort of floating through mm. you know he was so panicked before and then as soon as it sort of took hold of him as soon as he knows sort of he's got his the next water, all safe yeah. and calm and relaxed um True. should we move on to the next song yeah the next song is train spotting takes its name from from itself by primal scream
Okay, so we're cutting that one slightly short because it's eight minutes. <laughs> but that was Trainspotting by Primal Scream. Primal Scream is Scottish, like Glaswegian. Yep. yep. Um, and very big part of the whole 1980s indie mm-hmm. pop scene, coming a bit dance music um, as well. And the scene when this plays is when um, Sick Boy and Renton are talking, they've got that mm-hmm. BB gun. Yeah. Um, and it's quite a sort of triggering sound above them talking. Like it's not a comforting sound. Like you've sort of yeah. like got this music There's playing as they're speaking. Yeah, it definitely um, is, is a, something quite clashing about the voices. I mean, it works, but it is sort of mm-hmm. triggering listening to, I guess, both sounds. Um, and I think they, they're just talking about how sort of culture and music and things changes as time goes by um yeah that's something that brought gets brought up again later when yeah. renton moves to london and diane writes to him yeah. and he talks about how he realizes everything changes yeah. but also from this scene is one of my favorite lines yeah when um i mean i don't know why they even do it but they sh- they shoot a bb gun at this dog and then sick boy goes for a vegetarian you've got quite a shot <laughs> Um, (laughs) but I mean and they're also talking about um, Scotland Mm -hmm. and its sort of status and and how it's sort of um, I mentioned English being the you know elite and they bring it up again this whole sort of concept of colonisation in Scotland not being great Um, I mean they swear a lot about it but Mm -hmm. we're not allowed to swear on the show so we're not going to read out the quotes but um, (laughs) It comes up again later, this concept of Scotland's status, how it's seen in the world, how they sort of view it. And I feel like there's something quite um, sort of like true, sort of like they're just speaking, you know what I mean? Like they're not talking about what a great place is, but I don't know. It's an interesting perspective. It is. It's pride, but also an element of disappointment, I guess. I feel like they're just sort of reclaiming the status, like they... They would prefer to be themselves and Scottish, even though they're talking about how sort of, you know, like it's not a great place seen by the rest of the world, but they prefer to be that than like English. Yeah. Is really quite, and I feel like that's quite um, a Scottish viewpoint in itself, to be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I guess that's the sort of the truth of it that I was thinking of. So then the film takes a bit of a more upbeat tone again when Renton talks about wanting to find love (laughs) and we see diane who's actually such a great character um we see them in the club yeah i feel like we should discuss her maybe a bit yeah after we'll play the song we'll play the song it's a cover of blondie by sleeper and the song is atomic
that was the Blondie cover by Sleeper. And it's the nightclub scene. Yeah. I love that scene. It's it's a good scene. I mean, it's a really great song in itself. Mm-hmm. I do prefer the Blondie version. But yeah. a good I think s- it was quite cool, that one. It is quite cool. Let and me I think... look up if they're... I wonder if they're British. Um, they are British. Oh, are they Scottish? Which I think... Um, I don't think they're Scottish, no. Yeah. But I guess it still sort of fits more to have a British band. Yeah. Um, rather than the American, you know... Yeah, with it's new so, Debbie Harris yeah it just shows so, how this film is so un-Hollywood. Yeah, and it really is, like, it's really sort of sticking to its guns in that sense. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think it's a, it's a good song to have sort of in a clubbing scene because it's definitely that sort of mm-hmm. dance um, hit to it. Yeah. But then you also, it then sort of moves on to see, it sort of like does, you know, like a montage of them sort of all going in their different ways. Yeah, um, or pulling different different people. Well, attempting to. Tommy's doesn't end up being that successful um, because he loses his tape. Um, (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah. um, And even um, Renton is that the right Mm -hmm. character's name? Yeah. Um, Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) He just falls asleep. No, no. Renton's the Renton's the one who pulls Diane. Okay, so (laughs) who's the one who falls asleep? Is that Spud? I'm getting yeah, confused of all their names spud. now. Yeah, it's Spud. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but, so yeah, this sorry. is where we meet Diane, who I guess is the only main female character. Yeah. But she is really cool. See, But also underage. That. Well, that's what I was going to say. I <laughs> think she is cool in terms of sense. She's just, you know, a schoolgirl who's managed to go clubbing. But also the speech she guy. makes is really... Oh yeah, her character I mean, yeah. is so strong, um, but there is also, uh, but you also, it's so odd because you don't like her in the sense that she has completely tricked him, as in it's quite manipulative to go as an underage girl to a club, sleep with him, and then turn around and say to him, like he walks her to school and she's making a laugh out of it, him, you know, mm-hmm. by saying, oh, should we hold hands? Because he she knows that she's got the upper hand and she blatantly, you know, says to him, you know, I'll report you to the police. So she knows, so <laughs> Sorry, she's, <laughs> no, but as in, it's odd because she is a really cool, powerful character. Yeah. But you also don't 100% like her because she right. knows what she's doing she also and cares about Renton though yeah she writes they write to each other and all that mm. um but again do you like that I think it's quite controversial because there's clearly a connection but at the end of the day you then see her in her school uniform yeah, and, that's, you are, yeah. and he goes in and her parents are just there you know having yeah. breakfast so it's probably that's something that would have been seen as very funny at the time, but nowadays, yeah. not a source of comedy, more no. a source of controversy. Yeah, definitely. I'm but she, kind like... of, it's just she's so succinct. Like when 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 Renton first approaches her, it's just she like she just summarizes everything when she's like, "Oh, I know." Let me find the quote. Yeah, the truth is quote. that you're a quiet, sensitive type, but if I'm prepared to take a chance, I might just get to know the inner you, witty, adventurous, passionate, loving, loyal, taxi, a little bit crazy, a little bit sad, but hey, don't us girls just love that? Hmm. I mean, isn't that such, that reminds me of that Instagram account, Beam Me Up Softball, 
yeah. like that's the kind of she's yeah. like summarizing what the kind of guys who get posted on that account yeah. say <laughs> don't you think no i actually i think that's such a good comparison there's something so oh, again she's just she's so clever as yeah. in she literally saw him could see right through him and she was just like this is the situation you know she doesn't beat around the bush yeah she's just she like doesn't. i see right through you mm-hmm. um and then also knows that she's got the power because then she says all this, which is her kind of making fun of him mm-hmm. as in kind of being like, yeah, you think you're being all mysterious and in reality, like, you know, yes, I, I know what you're like. Exactly. Like you're just, you know, you're just doing what every other guy does. Um, gosh, I lost my train of thought. Well, the next song, actually, I don't think we even hear the song. We just hear her singing it when, so when Renton first comes off heroin he's hallucinating and he imagines diane singing the song and that's temptation by the new order and i'll just get into it
So that was New Order, Temptation. Um, I mean, I personally just really love that song. I love that song. So much. I think It plays throughout, I realise. It's not yeah. just when he goes cold turkey and he hallucinates. No. Dan singing it. She also sings it in the shower. Yeah. Um, and they even, at the club, play... Yeah. Um, play it. Before the before the Blondie song, but like only for a yeah, second no, or something. Yeah, no, but it's sort of just another reference to sort Very of their subtly. meeting point. Then when she's in the shower, then yeah, when she, he thinks of her. Um, it's clearly like I think quite like a symbol of their relationship in the mm-hmm. sense that like you know just even the lyrics. I've never seen anyone quite like you before. Yeah, I just feel that is how he feels towards her. She's yeah, so he, cool and mysterious, and he like declares yeah one night sort of stand yeah. with her. He's like I was in love with her. Yeah. After seeing her across the room. Yeah, no, definitely. And I just, I mean, even just having New Order as Mm -hmm. that sort of, they're so, you know, like, post-punk era, new wave music, Mm -hmm. just sort of, I feel like it's a really great choice for this type of film. (laughs) And, yeah, and I feel like it's just sort of that, you know, that's the beat to the song and, you know, just everything about it is so, you know, like, new wave. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess just sort of, I feel like, that you know the genre of the film just sort of like these people really you know owning I don't know what I'm saying but one thing I also want to say is Diane has such a cool androgynous kind of look and I don't know I found a quote about David Bowie by Welsh who wrote the book and he said if you were a young working class man in Britain Bowie basically set you free in terms of his aesthetics and his projected sexuality and first of all, I just think it's interesting. Diane has such an androgynous look with the really, really cropped bob. There's also two other moments when... Oh, I've, I've actually forgotten the character's name, but when the older man accidentally hooks up with someone who turns out to be transgender in the club and he freaks out. Yeah. And Renton's like, well, <laughs> could have been fun, you know, which is yeah. such a... It's such an interesting perspective for a film from the 90s. And there's also a quote. Um, Renton says which is 1,000 years from now, there will be no guys and no girls, just, and then a word we're not allowed to say, sounds great to me. Which is such an interesting perspective it is a really for interesting the protagonist to be spouting yeah. for, for a film of this period. Definitely. But then I think 
the something great about the film is the sense that it is pushing all those boundaries. You yeah. know, it's exposing drug addiction, mm-hmm. it's discussing AIDS, and then I think, you know, discussing sexuality in that. So like how does it even well. have time? Exactly. It's only the it's film is only an hour and a half. No. And it manages to it actually is a surprisingly short film so because surprising. so much sort of does happen and I think they could have, um, you know, gone into depth and sort of more yeah. things or like elongated a lot more of the scenes, but they don't. And I feel like that actually is quite effective because it means you never get bored in it. You are yeah. just fixated the whole time. But um, yeah, it's actually quite a fast paced film. Things do happen quickly. Yeah. Um, the next song I think we should play is from probably the darkest scene of the film, which is when the baby dies and Sing by Blur plays. Here it is.
Okay, we're actually really running out of time. But that was the song that plays when the baby dies, which is probably just the most intense part when the woman is yeah. just screaming. Yeah. And it's also really weird because he talks about the fact that he has no idea about how long she's even been screaming for. Yes. Well, which I is think, scary yeah. in itself. I think that sort of loss of time is important because they're confused about how long she's been screaming for. But then when they you see the baby, mm-hmm. I mean, how long has that baby been dead for in a way as in you know yeah. if it's been there's a sense that it's sort of just been neglected and malnourished and sort of so it's been dying for a while it's not sort of yeah it's not like someone's killed it or murdered it so i guess that's yeah, sort of loss of time just left and concept of normal things not that's completely fed. gone and yeah. just like the lyrics are so sad mm-hmm. in terms of just you know they're saying what's the worth in all of this and talking yeah. about a child as well, you know, they say, if the child in your head, if the child is dead. Mm. So it's really fitting to that scene, just really amplifying the fact that they've lost, a, you know, literally yeah. lost a baby. There's just a dead child in the house. And they react by having another hit of heroin. Yeah. We actually don't have that much time, so I'm going to go quickly go on to the yeah. next song, yeah, which is Perfect Day by Lou Reed, and we'll talk about it quickly afterwards. Here it is. Just a perfect day Drink sangria in the park And then later When it gets dark we go home
Oh my god, there's literally so much to say. Also, quickly before we talk about the song, I'm just going to mention the other songs that we haven't had time to play. So it also has Elastica, again, hammering home the Britpop vibe. There's also Underworld, Born Slippy, which was the breakout song from the album at the time. And also, quickly to note, the closing song is a Damon Alburn song, which is when Renton moves to London and decides that he has chosen life. And there's that ending monologue. But also it's just so interesting that first of all we have this English guy, English song, and also that he moves to London yeah. and that he leaves Scotland. Yeah. And it's weird that that's the happy ending. Like this Scottish film yeah. is like leaving Scotland is yeah. the happy ending. It's quite interesting, but they do talk about the dinginess of Scotland so often. Mm-hmm. And even in this, just sort of like the juxtaposition between talking about a lovely day and then you see just quite at the end of the dingy yeah. end of Scotland and... It's just so sort of, you know, he's completely alone. He gets dragged off to the hospital, just dragged onto the street, not really mm. much care for him. And especially, I think it's so ironic, the contrast between what's happening to him and the song, mm-hmm. you know, the lyrics. And yeah. even, there's so much, even like you see an ambulance going past, you think yeah. that's for him, and then it's not. The reality yeah, is Yeah, the they cab. can't even it get him an ambulance. They have to get him a cab. How difficult And his friend won't even take him no. there himself because of no. the culpability of no. it. And I think it's sort of really showing heroin addiction that everything, you know, like everything is so mm. much more difficult. No one wants to and help you. No, no. Even the taxi driver so stigmatized. just dumps him. Yeah. Um, I feel like we should quickly say what film we're doing next week. Which is Black Panther. Okay, quickly to wrap up, Olgie. What's your consensus on this film? Great film. Would recommend to everyone. What about yeah. you? Such a good film. Okay. Especially if you live in Edinburgh. Olgie, fave character, quick. Spud. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't okay. know, they're all great. What about you? I'm gonna go Renton. You know who I do feel sorry for is Tommy. Yeah. Um. Me too. That's a difficult character. But thank you for listening yeah, to on Girls that note, Film. Thank you for listening. <laughs> See you next week.